This podcast is for you, the modern man. I'm Dr. Ann Trung, your host. I'm an intimate health medical doctor and best-selling author of the book, Erectile Dysfunction Fix. I'll do a deep dive into sexual health and performance and how it affects men of all ages and backgrounds. So let's get started and be sure to visit my website at sexualhealthformenpodcast.com for more information and resources from the show. See you on the inside. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sexual uh, Health for Men podcast. And today I am so excited to have one of my great friends who I've known for many years, Dr. Carolyn DeLucia. My goodness, she has accolades that is like a foot long and I'm not doing her justice with this uh, um, introduction, but I'm just going to briefly highlight her uh, accomplishment. She is a board certified OBGYN doctor of 30 years experience, and she now specializes in female intimate health. She's an author, an international keynote speaker, an influencer, and she is everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Everywhere I turn, everywhere I, 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 I look, she is on some type of media. In fact, she recently wrote a chapter in one of Tony Robbins' new book called Longevity. It is now a number one bestseller on Amazon, and she wrote about female intimate health. So along with her 30 years experience of treating thousands of patients, she created a combination of innovative therapy with personalized technology for female intimate wellness. Her office is in New York City and in suburban New Jersey. She is not only a talented doctor, uh, but she is a lovely person inside out. And I'm just so honored to have her here with us on today's show. Thank you so much, Anne, for having me. It's always so much fun to be with you, and we have had some great times over the years, so I'm thrilled to be chatting with you. Well, I'm thrilled to be talking to you because today we're going to talk about female intimate health and how it ties into men intimate health uh, as well. A lot of times, you know, when you're in a relationship, um, you can you know what's going on with you, but do you really know what's going on with the opposite sex and what changes they're going through uh, as well as you age? So we're going to focus on kind of like what what men know. What what do you, how much do you know about uh, uh, your partner, female sexual health, and how much does the woman know about their partner's sexual health and what they're going through? What I find when treating men uh, sexual health is that once they find out that things are not working well in the bedroom, they don't talk to their partner as the first uh, uh, line of communication. They start, uh, they, in fact, they tell me that that's the last person they want to talk to. In fact, the first person that they're gonna they're gonna talk to is Mr. Google on on their internet, you know. And then when you go to Mr. Google, they're gonna find out. Oh, take this ED medication, uh, and then they just start going down the black rabbit hole. The black hole is what I call it. Those medication because it's just uh, a band aid. And we're trying to really educate men and women uh, that are in a relationship that is not in the best uh, intimate uh, health as it used to be when they are first together and, and say, hey, you know what? If there is 
if your sex life or bedroom uh, performance is not where it used to be, let's take a step back, have an open co a communication, and find out what is going on and try to treat the source of the problem instead of medicating the problem. And that's where we're going to come from for, for today's episode is what's going on with the female as uh, they age. And uh, let's first start out what's the basic anatomy and sexual function in the female as she ages. I couldn't agree more. The most, most important aspect in any relationship is communication. It's communication. And you've got to speak to your partner. But that being said, I know it takes a lot of guts. I've been there with certain partners. It's more embarrassing to talk about than just to kind of brush it under the rug and let the whole relationship deteriorate, which is the saddest thing. Unfortunately, as life goes on, not being intimate can be a huge wedge in a relationship that then causes erosion, resentment, separation, and divorce. And I'm telling you as a, I'm going to be 60 years old this year. And you're a hot 60 years old, by the way. You do not look your age at all. Okay. And listeners, she is still single, right? Still single. It, it's just uh, you know, a sad truth. But uh, finding a gentleman who can be open and honest and willing to be, and women must be willing and active participants in intimacy as well. I'm a gynecologist and sitting on that little stool that I sit on all day, chatting to my patients, my women, I often will ask, how are things going in the bedroom? Or how are things going with sex? It depends on how I ask the question, depending on the relationship and comfort level I have with the patient and vice versa. But when I ask that question, more times than not, my patient will respond with, oh, I, we don't do that anymore. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why? Why are you letting this intimacy go to the wayside? And very often they will say, well, I'm very uncomfortable with penetration. It hurts me. And for the men listening, when a woman goes through menopause, it will not be comfortable unless they're being appropriately treated. Vaginal dryness is excruciating for the woman. So when you're starting to use a ton of lube from the side bedside table, you know she's in pain. And keep that in mind. It's not lubricated. And when, when does that usually start? When does that vaginal dryness symptom usually start? In a year or two following their last menstrual period. So once you're in menopause, that this is the one and only symptom that gets worse over time. The other symptoms like hot flashes during the day or those night sweats that women experience get better over time. But vaginal dryness and, and lack of ability to stretch that occurs with menopause just gets worse and worse to the point where it feels like a round hairbrush instead of male anatomy 
And it's, yes, it is horrendous. So when that first happened to me, it was like a light switch. One day sex was comfortable. Literally the next day it was intolerable. It was overnight and it was not possible to tolerate penetration. So something needs to be done. And when does this usually happen? Like uh, what age is normally when, when women start to feel this? Between 50, 55. Yep. And that, you know, men at this age often will begin to have some erectile dysfunction. And sometimes if the couple's on the same page and neither one seems slighted by the lack of intimacy, that's fine. No one's telling you you have to have sex if you find other ways to communicate, to connect, and stay intimate. Intimate doesn't always need to be sex. But that being said, sex is the most beautiful form of intimacy. It's the most in-depth way to connect with your loved one. So that's the most important thing to discuss today and how to maintain that ability to really be enjoying the senior years of our lives that we have no children at home, you know, we've done that, and we have time to really appreciate each other. Instead of looking at each other and saying, who are you? Don't touch me. And, you know, go elsewhere. Right. And that's the sad part. That That is the sad part is that, you know, you're in your 50s, the children are grown, you're at a financially probably stable situation that you were when you first got married. It's almost like a second honeymoon. And then, Lord and behold, oh, you know, uh, I'm not enjoying sex as much. And, you know, the woman's having vaginal dryness and the, the, the man may be experiencing some signs of ED. In fact, you know, studies have shown that 67% of men do not even know that they have ED. And uh, so they may not even realize that they're having ED issues and the woman may not even realize she's having uh, menopause symptoms. And then they're like, well, you know, uh, I, I see many of my my uh, my uh, patient uh, that are men who would say, well, she's not interested uh, at all. And she just tells me, you know, I've done my job. You know, you do what you need to do. And um, and I, I want to enlighten our listeners on what what is going on with her at this time. And why does, if she's having that vaginal dryness discomfort, um, what, what's her thought? Does she think there's something going on or, or, or um, is she seeking help? Or what, what's your experience? Well, so many women normalize the conditions and saying, oh, well, this is what happens with age. I guess I lose my interest. I don't even care about having sex anymore. It hurts. I don't have, it does, I can't reach climax anymore, or it's really hard and it takes a long time. I guess I'm done. And they accept it without realizing that there are many, many, many treatments. And you and I both are treating our patients with these new technologies that really make a life-changing effect. I mean, that's why I wrote my first little book. It's kind of a glorified pamphlet, I like to say. It's only about 100 pages. It's a quick read. And it explains what's going on with women and what's available out there. 
It's called, what is that book? It's it's called Ultimate Intimacy, the Revolutionary Science of Female Intimate Health. And uh, one of the first pages is, this is the only picture in the book. Yes, that's a vulva. That's the external female genitalia. And I try to actually show what is what. And because women don't even know their own anatomy. I can tell you that most women cannot pick out their vagina from a lineup. If there were pictures taken of a bunch (laughs) of vaginas, they can't say, oh, that's me. And we really should be able to, we should know our own bodies so that we can help our partners please us appropriately. And I'm going to point out one more thing. I'm wearing red to match my little model of what is this? Yep, it's the clitoris. Now, <laughs> now, 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 men, pay attention to this. Yeah, it doesn't look like just a little knob. That's right. Nah. So this is all we see. This little tip, and that is, of course, where women do have. Are you ready for this? Eight thousand nerve endings in the tip of our clitoris where men have 4,000 nerve endings in the head of their penis. And you guys are all proud of all that junk. Now, we love your junk. Don't don't misunderstand. (laughs) But we do want you to grasp our, and literally, our anatomy. So besides the little piece you can see underneath the skin on the sides of the labia, are our crura. And this is synonymous with the whole length of the penis, the cavernosis of the penis. So this area in women is also very sensitive. And in the middle here is where the vagina would be. So penetration does stretch all of these areas and helps with excitation or stimulation for a woman's pleasure. So women should know and men should know that there's more than meets the eye. Absolutely. And uh, also the clitoris, the clitoris is the only organ for pleasure, right? It has no, no other function than giving the woman pleasure versus the man's penis, it, it has other function than just, you know, for sexual activity. It's used for urination. It's uh, used for, for um, semen, uh, uh, for ejaculation. And uh, so there's three different functions versus that the clitoris is for the female uh, pleasure, but oftentimes she doesn't know that actually, and she just thinks it's probably just a little knob that you see. And I, I can tell you how you know uh, when I see uh, t- uh, some of my female patients, they do not even know where the clitoris is. How often do you see that? Very often. As a matter of fact, one patient says, "No, that's where I urinate from," and I'm like, "Oh no, 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 dear, that that's your clitoris. There's no opening here. The opening is down here." So yes, it's, it is remarkable. And that's why I emphasize both men and women should become more well-versed on the female anatomy because that will help. 
and from that point on, how to maintain the health of that anatomy, which is blood flow. The key to everything in intimate health is blood flow. To yay, the, yay. Right? To the penis <laughs> yeah. or the vagina or the clitoris or the nipples or the any place that we have arousal or an erogenous zone is blood flow. And I loved your... Uh, your series on Instagram about male erogenous zones. That was fun. I was taking notes. Ooh, what is it today? I got to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I started on day one to day 14. So. <laughs> awesome. Yep. 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 So, yep. So I'm trying. Yeah, you, you should do one for the female uh, region for the next 14 days. Yeah, yeah. 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 I should. That would be cute. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there'll be troves of treasure that you can find out. In fact, I think there's 33 regions from head to toe that uh, the erogenous uh, zone that we know about, but I'm sure there's probably uh, more uh, as well. So talk about some uh, put uh, signs and uh, symptoms, the impact of a compromised sexual function uh, in a female. Okay, so I've hit a few of them already. And we've hit vaginal dryness and how that occurs with menopause. But even before menopause, there can be sexual dysfunction in women. And that will incorporate an inability to be aroused, an inability to achieve orgasm. And these are loss of libido. All of these changes are categorized in different definitions in medicine different diagnoses, and they all need to be addressed. So there are women in their 20s who have never been able to experience an orgasm. And that is something that's quite frustrating, not only for the woman, but for her partners, because they really do want to please us, as we know, and thank you men for that. And yet... They, this poor woman cannot respond despite her efforts. So that can be addressed. And once again, blood flow. Blood flow and innervation, nerves, can be stimulated. And we can do that with regenerative procedures using PRP, as you well know. And that's the elixir of life, the good old O-shot and P-shot developed and trademarked by Dr. Charles Runnels. And these procedures are remarkable in their ability to improve natural blood flow and ability to have an orgasm. Absolutely. And, and that's uh, what we both enjoy in working with our patient in restoring natural blood flow to the sexual organ. And as you mentioned, as you get to, you know, about, even it starts as early, probably as probably 35 and going and getting worse in, in the 50s, it, that even for men and women, it, it, the sensation is uh, decreased and the libido is decreased. But I want to kind of get back a little bit and ask for, you know, for 
for men, you know, you know, their penis and sexual organs right there. They use it for urination. They see it every day. And they kind of know, hey, you know, uh, it's not working the same as it used to be when I was in their 30s, but they can physically see and, and feel it. For, for a woman, it's a little bit more ambiguous. You don't touch it down there. You don't hold it when you uh, urinate and you don't uh, see it. Uh, so the question I want to ask, is how, how does a woman know that, uh, uh, and, and you know, you and I are, are older, but maybe the new generation, how, do they, how does she know that she's supposed to have an orgasm and what is an orgasm like uh, as, you know, she, she, you know, grows up? You know, what, what are your uh, thoughts on that? Well, I think that that's a kind of self-exploration type of situation. Uh, and nowadays, golly, these kids are Google maniacs. And as you mentioned, you know, Dr. Google, it will certainly explain what's going on. And, and young ladies are exploring and, and they're with natural sense of masturbation, which is not a bad word, and they're not going to go blind. <laughs> so I think that culturally, <laughs> we've gotten away from the taboos of, of loving oneself or self-pleasure. And learning about your anatomy and feeling that reach of extent of pleasure is something very natural in both men and women. Um, when it comes to when that's changing, all of a sudden, whether you're on your own or with a partner, reaching that level of excitation and climax becomes very different, difficult, and time-consuming. And this can happen at any age. It's not only when we lose our, our hormones and our menopause. So the way it felt to me when this was happening, it was like rubbing my forehead. There was no sensation whatsoever and very disappointing. So again, being able to increase blood flow and maintain the hormonal milieu is critical. As you and I both know, aging happens when we lose our hormones, it really occurs pretty rapidly when we have complete cessation of the function of our ovaries, which is what I wrote in in, in um, Tony Robbins' book, which just came out this week. So this is a book on longevity, and I wrote the chapter along with Dr. Garrison, who's a PhD, doing research on why ovaries fail in the first place. So our approach was to really emphasize that aging is simultaneously occurring with the failure of our ovaries, which are our female gonads, much like the male testes. And losing estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone in a woman is what causes that exponential progress in aging and illness. What people have to realize, both men and women, and you know this, Anne, is that without our hormones, we are more likely to develop disease. And that includes Alzheimer's, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, brain fog, and 
all the way down to erectile dysfunction and orgasmic dysfunction in women. So replacing those hormones is absolutely critical. Uh, absolutely. And uh, oftentimes it's actually uh, um, unnoticed uh, because, you know, it, it actually starts as, as early as uh, the mid-30s. Uh, and we know that, you know, men and women in their 50s, at least for men, the number one uh, killer for men is heart attacks. And actually, so is women. That's right. That's right. So get those hormones uh, replaced if you're starting to have symptoms of menopause or even uh, andropause because it could be uh, changing your quality of life, but could also save your life because uh, it actually is preventative for um, uh, heart health, but uh, and not just for your uh, sex life uh, alone. So um, I want to uh, kind of dive into your secret orchid approach. I love that name, by the way. Really love the orchid. I love the smell of orchid flower. Uh, and, and the secret orchid is such a mystery. And it's, it's really personify what your approach is. And it, 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 the, the way you approach that things, it's kind of like the similar uh, uh, pathway I approach uh, with men's sexual health in using uh, a regenerative um, therapy such as platelet-rich plasma to increase blood flow as well as technology. Uh, uh, you know, I use shockwave and laser. You do the same thing as well in, in approaching the cause, root cause of the problem of the, uh, of the blood flow problem and also addressing the emotional side as well. And with your secret uh, orchid approach, you have the four different uh, phases. I love that because it's not just, oh, okay, come here. You know, I, I see some clinic is just one modality approach, you know, shockwave only, boom, okay, uh, that's all you're going to get, or just, you know, one treatment approach of, okay, here's your hormone, all right, that's it. So uh, our approach is multi-modality. You're looking at the hormones, you're looking at the, the, the physical changes, restoring uh, physiology and functionality to the organs again, and then working on uh, the emotional connection uh, to the physical part because, you know, the, the brain is your largest sexual organ. But when, when I, you know, when I, I, I read that, I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much sense because everything processes through here. If things doesn't go well up here, nothing going to go down below the belt, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to go below, no matter how many medication you take, no matter how many Viagra, Cialis you take, if things doesn't get processed down here, nothing going to, uh, going to go down, uh, uh, below uh, as well. And that's for both men and uh, women. And, you know, and, you know, we live in a time right now of just fast pace and multi multitask and just, you know, we just don't have enough time in the day to, um, to really have make time for intimate uh, health. Um, and, uh, both you and I know how important, uh, that is because it's not only for just for, for time for sex, it's really time for your health because there are multiple health benefits to, uh, um, intimacy, uh, as well too, along with, you know, the emotional, uh, attachment that, 
uh, your secret orchid approach, the uh, first phase um, is relief intimate discomfort. Uh, can you talk about that more? So in that area, we talk about relief of issues that could be causing hesitation to be intimate and an active participant in that sex. So what can we do to improve the discomfort or pain? Not only in menopause, there are conditions called vaginismus, which is an involuntary spasm of the muscles of the pelvic floor where they just go rock hard and it's like hitting a stone wall. Penetration becomes impossible. And that is often in women in their 20s and 30s. And this can be treated with Botox. Could you imagine? It usually takes one treatment of Botox to relax those muscles, let them forget about going into spasm. The woman realizes that penetration doesn't hurt, and then that involuntary spasm can go away and intimacy may be restored. So then, uh, then afterward, put a little bit in the face as well. So Botox is not only for the face, right? And you put it into the muscle of the vagina. How how good is that? A little bit down there and a little bit up in the face to get rid of those wrinkles. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Think about uh, Botox. What what other things that 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 uh, the signs of uh, an impact of that as well? Yes, yeah. And there's of course vaginal dryness, lack of lubrication, which once again can be due to birth control pills. It's not only menopause. So what can we do to enrich that blood flow to the vagina to make intimacy more comfortable? And so you're saying that birth control pills can actually uh, affect uh, uh, vaginal moisture? That's correct. Yes, because it's a pseudo-pregnancy state and it's altering the natural flow of our hormones and it can cause vaginal dryness. I've seen it more times than I wish to mention. So these procedures we can do, such as laser treatments of the full length of the vagina, painlessly, by the way, none of these procedures are uncomfortable. If I had to torture women all day, I just couldn't do it. You'd have to put me in a padded cell. So these are painless procedures. And you can use a laser. You can use radio frequency. Radio frequency is uh, less aggressive than laser but extremely effective, painless, no downtime. Mind you, women and gentlemen, a woman can have that treatment during the day at lunchtime and come home and be sexually active immediately. There's no downtime and very often following a a radio frequency procedure, it is really more exciting because there's been more increase in the blood flow and it's a wonderful sensation. So radio frequency treatments have gotten down to eight minutes long. And so I just finished a trial on a new device. It's called MFAM 360, eight minutes long and so effective and changing lives once again. And eight minutes. 
So what 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 does it do? Does it does it uh, relieve the tension in the vaginal muscle or uh, as it's well? literally penetrating? It's it's monopolar radio frequency, which means that it is penetrating at the depth of about one centimeter or half an inch. It's hitting an area of our cells called the lamina propria, which is below the dermis. And it's where we have cells that create collagen and elastin, fine nerve endings, as well as blood flow. So all of those areas are activated by the radio frequency and improve the elasticity of the vaginal tissues. And in women who have had many many babies vaginally, sometimes there's what we call laxity. And laxity is a weakness of the walls. Before a woman has a baby, the vagina's a tunnel. It's a cylinder. Following childbirth, it kind of becomes a square with all four walls falling in. The top wall <laughs> is the bladder. The bottom floor is our rectum. The side walls are just become lax. And therefore, penetration doesn't feel the same. Very often for the woman, as well as for the man. But when we're trying to aid in this situation, we're trying to take this overstretched rubber band and bring it back to a new rubber band so that it can accommodate and attach and basically improve friction with that intimate connection. Well, very well said. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you de described what happened to the uh, the female with uh, childbirth. And I, I myself, after having two uh, uh, children, have that laxity. And I had the radio frequency treatment as well as uh, the OSHA. And that, that's what actually got me into the intimate health uh, um, world um, through, you know, with Charles Runnels. And uh, that was in 2014 also. So we both kind of uh, 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 came to that junction around, around the same time. And, um, and, and in fact, I was my first O-Shot patient. I had the O-Shot first and I'm like, oh, I became a, a believer uh, myself. And I'm like, oh my God, you know. Uh, and I was uh, at that time, like in my mid forties uh, at that time and having uh, these issues. But I, I was like this close to having uh, bladder surgery because I was having urinary stress uh, incontinent every time I tried to exercise. And one of my urologist friends said, oh, you, you need a bladder suspension. That's the only solution. And, uh, you know, one of my friends, um, she's an OBGYN, said, you know, there's a new procedure called OSHOT. I just learned it from, you know, Dr. Charles Runnels. And you should go check it out. Let's go learn from him. And I'm like, oh, my God, putting a needle down in my private area. That sounds uh, painful. But uh, when I was there and learning about the procedure and having it myself, I'm like, oh, this is nothing. And you don't feel anything at all. And since then, I, I've been having an O-shot procedure once uh, uh, a year by, by one of our colleagues, you know, Dr. Shelley Glover. I hope you're watching this. <laughs> our, uh, our, uh, our clubhouse group. Uh, 
Yeah. So uh, do you get a no shot every year, too? Oh, yes, Anne. And a matter of fact, this year I was so desperate, I did my own. Don't tell anybody. Oh, I just oh, told the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are just amazing. I can. I don't know how you would do that. But I, I remember you did say that. I'm like, you girl, you know, you're in New Jersey. You're not that far from me. Just please come down here. I'll just, I'll do one for you because I, I can see you like this. You're like, have to twist your body and your hand and your legs and all that. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sure you didn't do a clitoral nerve block. Oh, I, I sure did. Jack did. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know how you do it. I, I don't know how how you do a clitoral nerve block yeah, without even I uh, see. Did you use a little mirror? No. <laughs> I knew the anatomy well enough. But yeah, so it, it, it the O-shot spectacular, absolutely spectacular for improving sensation. Uh, and like you said, once a year. And it's a, a lovely way to really keep that blood flow and uh, nerve working. Yeah, so that's the relief stage of um, of the secret orchid method. Yep. Right. And then going on to the next phase is restore sexual function and enjoyment. Right. So this is where, once again... Platelet-rich plasma comes into play, but also the sound wave or shock wave treatments. So I have been blessed to have the latest of uh, technologies in this area called low-intensity extracorporeal shock wave therapy, and the um, device is Duo by brand. And what sets it apart is its ability to penetrate 13 centimeters into the pelvic floor. And that's deeper than any of these other devices that I have found on the market. So 13 centimeters is like 16 and a half, I mean, uh, six and a half to seven inches. And when you look again at the model of the clitoris, you're talking just about that. So it made sense to me that this device could be used to improve sensation. And let's say this is the female anatomy and this is the labia coming down on either side with the clitoris in the middle. We just hold the device externally without moving it at all, holding it in place, holding it in place and placing it above where the clitoris begins. And in these three easy areas, delivering this energy, there's a amazing, remarkable, astonishing result in women by improving blood flow. And it's causing that restoration of sensation in the clitoris and the G-spot, the full, because it's penetrating those 13 centimeters, it's getting pretty much the full length of the vaginal vault as well. So, uh, absolutely. Is that model uh, life-size, Carolyn? Pretty much, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought so. And and, and, and ladies and, and men, 
<laughs> we are, yeah, you, you should patent those uh, 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 earrings, but like, hold, hold, actually hold that model again. Now, this is a real life size of the clitoris. It's about what, four centimeters up and down, right? Uh, four centimeters up and down is life size. Yeah. So it looked, it, it actually looks very similar to a penis. It just bifurcates. It could kind of go into a V. Yeah. There's an absolute analogy of the anatomy. It's identical. And that's in embryonic development as we're growing into a fetus, male or female, that's, it's the same exact organelles, the, the exact cells that are dividing and developing into the anatomy. And depending on the chromosomes, XY or XX, that's what determines penis versus clitoris. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, well, that's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. And that, that, and that, again, that, that organ, it's purely for pleasure women and it's four centimeters. So don't neglect it. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, and that's probably more enlightening for the men as well too. So therefore it's just not that knob you see, it's also the way it's split. That's the corpus cavernosum. Uh, that deals yeah, with so, blood like in a male. Right. And actually, that's probably an erogenous zone as well, too. So uh, when she said the word vulva, it's what you see, it's the vagina, what you see, the whole vagina on the outside. And that is not just the clitoris or the G-spot that's sensitive. It's actually the, the folds on the outside that is sensitive. That's where the clitoris uh, um, is at. So an analogy to the man, you know, um, is, is, uh, what she talked about is shockwave therapy, low intensity shockwave therapy. And for the man, um, the, uh, machine that does that is called the focus, you know, and like your, your machine is also the focus, um, as well. Right. And, and do it for, and, uh, doing the treatment for the man is, is made, and it's exactly what we do. We do it on the, uh, the shaft, uh, as well as at the root of the penis near the, the pubic, uh, area. And also in the crura, which is kind of down, kind of like where, uh, the line, the intersection between the scrotum, uh, and, uh, the sitting bone, which is the ischium. But that's kind of where the clitoris kind of split off, uh, as well too. So men, your penis actually can extend all the way down to the scrotum and even beyond that, uh, the, the corpus cavernosum. So it just doesn't stop uh, right at the, the, the base of the penis. It actually goes in deeper and uh, actually the muscle uh, of the, around the pelvic area there is also an integral part of sexual health as well too. Can you elaborate more on that? Because that's where Mcella, uh, the machine Mcella, come into the picture, right? Yes. So the net one of uh, the next level in our secret orchid is about the pelvic floor musculature, which also is attached to the abdominal musculature. So the abdominal musculature in women has to be maintained. We as women following childbirth, one third of women will have a permanent diastasis rectus, which is a separation of the abdominal musculature. And when that occurs, it is contiguous with our pelvic floor musculature, which is the diaphragm of the abdomen. It's what keeps everything in, in our torso. And when that is weakened, 
we will have issues such as urinary incontinence, and that's with a cough, a sneeze, a jump, or urgency, needing to rush to the bathroom in order to not leak, which is mortifying as a woman. And I wanted to bring up one important aspect about urinary incontinence. Three, it's one third of women suffer with urinary incontinence and 45% of those women will not be intimate with their partner for fear of losing urine during sex. Can you imagine? It's almost half of a third, which is an enormous population, hesitant to be intimate because of fear of leaking. Oh, I'm, I'm one of those women that, that you know, I, I yeah. to correct this. And something as simple as the Emcella chair, which is the best seat in the house. It's an electronic chair that just sits. You sit on it fully clothed. And it causes the entire pelvic floor musculature to contract 11,200 times. Now, I say it's the best seat in the house because it's not limited to women. Men can sit on this chair as well. And it rebuilds the entire pelvic floor. And that musculature causes urinary... Hey, Carol. Oh, Carol, you kind of froze there a little bit, but we're back urinary continence, and it also improves erectile function in men as well as arousal in women. So that study we also just finished for women demonstrating that improving the tone of the pelvic floor not only helps with urinary continence by 75%, in correction of urinary incontinence, but also an 85% overall improvement in sexual function. So lubrication, arousal, and even libido improve. That's an indirect effect because it feels better and it's more enjoyable. They want to do it more. So libido is a little bit of an indirect effect from these procedures, but lo and behold, improved and that's the most important part well of course you know if if you're having sex and it feels good and you're enjoying it you want to have more all right right yeah and if you're having sex and it doesn't feel good it's uncomfortable and it's painful who wants to go back again it's like you know who wants to go who wants to have that experience again so uh it just makes sense so you know if you want to yeah, if you want to have more sex, make it enjoyable so you can enjoy the experience uh, as well. And um, what, how, I love the way how you explain it, but what, what do you do about the abdominal diastasis or the separation of the abdominal wall? Oh, absolutely. You Thank you for, for reminding me to tell, talk about that. And we use something called M-Sculpt or M-Sculpt Neo. These are machines that use the same energy as the chair, which is called HIFEM, High Intensity Focused Electromagnetic Energy. And it's basically Tesla magnets. That's what it is for you men who love technology and love Tesla. Here you go. This is a magnet that causes every single muscle fiber in the abdominal wall to contract and it, you basically, you're contracting 20,000 times in a half hour. 
every single muscle fiber in the abdominal wall. And these devices have been proven on MRI, CAT scan, and ultrasound to minimize that gap in the muscle up to 20%. There's nothing non-invasive other than M-Sculpt that accomplishes that. And that has been clinically proven on diagnostic study. So truly impressive. And by doing that, you're improving again that connection to the pelvic floor, urinary continence, and let's face it, if you have a stronger abdominal wall, it improves any kind of back pain that develops over time and with aging as we stand erect over in this gravitational world. So. Yes. Oh, my God. Everything starts falling down uh, as we get older uh, as well. So does, does, uh, uh, does the M-scope uh, actually close that opening? Yes. It does. How, how long does it take for, how many treatments does it take to close that opening? Four treatments of Four a half treatment? hour. Four treatments. Oh, my God. Four treatments one week apart? Uh, yes, Correct. For treatment, my goodness, and you know, I I find that very uh, very common when I see men uh, with ED is that they they have that opening in the abdominal uh, wall, and I think I I think I have a little one uh, too, and I probably need to get that treated. I haven't had that uh, yet as well, but I need to probably do more abdominal exercise too, right? <laughs> well, if you get the M sculpt, you don't have to. Oh. Wow. wow. And it can be Good. used on your arms. It can be used on your legs. It can be used on the glutes. So it stops the avalanche that also happens with time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Now, could you, could you use that on the uh, pelvic floor muscles? Well, it, that's the chair. The chair is the oh. version for the pelvic floor muscles. Right, right, absolutely. So there, there's a machine for every little part that that you need to. It's all tone. one machine. It's all one machine. The chair is basically an applicator, and then the applicator for the abdomen, the applicator for the arms. It's all the same machine now. Oh, it's all the same machine. So the Amcella, the M Scope, uh, and the Hyphem is all one machine. All one machine. Uh, and is that the dual machine? No, that's the M-Sculpt no. Neo or M-Sculpt Classic. I see. Oh, one machine. That's awesome. It used to be three separate machines. No, right? it's all one now. Oh, my goodness. So what about the last phase, um, which is reinforce? Right. So this is the phase of pulling it all together. This is the phase where you're putting it, you have accomplished the relief, you've accomplished the restoration, you've accomplished the, uh, all the other aspects, and now you're going to deal with the psychological as well and focus on the importance of the relationship and bring it all together. Confidence. So Part of restoring intimate function is the ripple effect, the effect it has on the rest of our lives. When we think about having sex, let's say we had great sex last night. I did not, still single. Just putting that out again. <laughs> okay, we're going to fix that. We're going to have to fix that too. Having <laughs> sex, let's say, great sex the night before. When you leave your house and you're going to work, got a bounce in your step. There's definitely a sense of 
of confidence, you've got support, you've got a positive attitude facing the, the rest of the world that day. And it's critical in how you perform your job, how you interact with others. When you are sexually deprived or if you are feeling down, that has an effect on how you perform at work, how you treat your children, and your children know this. They will sense your mood and it affects their well-being. So the ripple effect affects every aspect of our lives. Well, absolutely. Yeah, and, and uh, there was a study that was uh, done a few years ago that showed that uh, in a relationship where there is uh, sexual challenges, when a man with ED and a woman with uh, uh, sexual uh, challenges, um, a third of them, 25 to 30%, end up in divorce. Um, uh, you know, without that uh, physical intimacy. We're just not, like you said, we're just not talking about just the physical part of sex. It's really the emotional connection, the closeness, the happiness, uh, the happiness uh, in the uh, relationship. And um, I, I actually saw a patient the other day uh, and he came to see me for uh, ED and uh, he said he was married for 40 years, but, uh, but the last 15 years he had, uh, he had ED because he had, uh, uh, abdominal aortic aneurysm surgery that resulted in decreased blood flow to, uh, his, uh, penis. And he wasn't able to have, uh, an erection and so that deteriorated his relationship with his wife, um, and he couldn't talk about it with her. She could, didn't talk about it with him. And it strained a relationship. And he came to see me and admitted that, you know, his, his sexual functioning was a large part of uh, the, um, the gap in their relationship and it ended up in divorce. And now that I'm, I'm treating him for his ED, you know, he's, you know, he's 67 and, and I really admire him for his courage. You know, he had the surgery, nothing's been working, it's been 15 years and he's 67. You would think, oh God, you know, I'm old, I don't want to get uh, fix this. He came to see me because he said, you know, I, I enjoy uh, that, you know, the, uh, the, sex and I enjoyed that relationship. I want things to work again. And he, he's in a relationship with a younger uh, woman. And um, now that we get him to function again with the P shot, which is, you know, what you mentioned, uh, the analogy of the O shot and the low intensity shockwave therapy and uh, lifestyle factors, you know, not to, you know, I want to mention that, hey, lifestyle factors such as diet, exercise, um, mindfulness, sleep, just the basic stuff actually will go a long way. And that's all we did in restoring his function. Now he's in a relationship with a woman in her 30s. And uh, it's able to enjoy uh, a sexual relation for the first time in like uh, 15 uh, years. Um, so to me, it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm, I just, it's a transformation for this man who um, uh, is, I think it's courageous in saying, I'm not going to take this. You know what? I'm not going to die and, and live in this state of 
really asexual, right? Uh, and I'm going to do something uh, about it. And he, what he said was really paramount to me and why you do what you do and I do what I do is that he didn't know that treatment existed for uh, uh, ED or a female knowing that, hey, there is treatment out there that can restore your sexual function in as little as probably a month month to six weeks, right? You don't have to suffer this. So we want to get the message out there that, you know, what, you know, the thing you don't know that there's a saying, you don't know what you don't know, but now we want to say, now you will know, do something about it to transform your life because you do not have to take uh, uh, sexual challenges uh, uh, to the grave. It can be reversed. You can have sex and enjoy a fantastic orgasm and really rejuvenated genital to the day you die, right? That is 100% correct, Anne. I couldn't have said it better. And it takes two to tango. Both patients, male, female, both partners. I have I have uh, homosexual couples that need to be both treated. And there's frustration even there if one isn't up to par with the other. So it just takes two to tango. Both partners need to be willing and active participants and intimacy can be endless. Absolutely. And, uh, and that that I wanted to stress, you know, and I want to end before we go is that why do you do what you do, Dr. Lucha? I can tell you're so passionate about it as I am. And we're, we're just like sisters on our same wavelength here. And why do you do what you do? Well, I've always, being a physician, we want to help people. And what I've discovered is this is a void. There's a void. There's a gap here that hasn't been appropriately addressed in medicine. And it needs to be recognized. Women today are looking for answers a little bit more actively. And finally, there are answers. And this comes, it's truly an issue with the provider as well as the patient. Both parties need to be willing to talk about these issues. So that's my mission, is to bring the message out that not only should we be talking about it, but there are solutions that are simple, painless, and available. So that's my that's my soapbox, and that's why I've been doing what I do day in and day out. So how, how can uh, our listeners, men and women, uh, find you and uh, to come by and see you? And you're, you're in New York City and also in New Jersey as well, right? So I have one website, and it's drcarolindelucia.com. Simple as that. And uh, if they want to download my book for free, The Ultimate Intimacy Book, that's at www.ultimateintimacy.net. And free download for them there for that book. And Amazon, the other books are there, whether it's uh, Tony Robbins' newest book or my other book, Ultimate Connection, which is about the relationship aspect 
of what we've discussed today. So it's a just simple to get answers today. You just got to uh, ask. I, I will put all of those uh, link on uh, the show note on uh, her website and uh, the resources to uh, her book. And uh, I thank you so much, Carolyn, to be here with me uh, today. I'm thrilled about this episode. It's chock full of uh, information that uh, we hope to uh, change somebody's life. Oh, thank right. you, Anne, and thank you for all the work you do in this realm. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Sexual Health for Men podcast. If you love this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you post. And be sure to tag me and let me know why you like this episode and what you like to hear in the future. That will help me know what's great for you. And I would love to give you the most incredible free gift designed to help you improve performance quickly. Go to my website at sexualhealthformenpodcast.com to get the book, The Five Common Costly Mistakes Men Make When Facing ED. I would appreciate it if you subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and just know that you can have sexual vitality for life. I appreciate you. Until next time.